The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Are you picking up any background noises? Just out of curiosity. Uh, no. Because there's a TV in the other room, and I can go turn it off. I, and I thought I didn't think about that. And I have a load of laundry going like on the other side of the. But I could kind of hear it, but it's not that loud. But I could easily go and uh, and stop it or close the door or something. I just, you know, I, I didn't realize it, didn't think about it until just now. No, I can't really hear it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and if and if and if I need to, then I can when I'm listening to it to uh, to edit it and everything like that. If I hear a little bit of background noise, I can turn on my uh, my noise reduction a little bit and and uh, quiet some of that down when when uh, oh. when you're not talking. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got technology. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, I want to know. I want to know the first thing about how to do that. But it always seemed interesting to me, though. Like I always thought that it would be cool to be like an editor of some sort, either video or audio or something. It just seems like something that would be cool to do, mm-hmm. like as a profession. But that's you know, but or even just like as a hobby too. It just seems like it'd be something cool and fun to fun to do. Yeah, it is. It, it's kind of um, after you do it for a while, it gets kind of zen because you just kind of like looking and you're just like, okay, hey, oh, I gotta cut that and and move it and, and okay cut yeah. that and move it and okay let me listen okay yep that sounds good and all that and get it get into a uh into a kind of zone yeah yeah and then make sure it's like oh make sure i don't mess up something in the end which affects everything in the beginning which i've done a couple times i've like shifted whole thing whole whole sections that i didn't mean to shift and so like i'm like getting ready to upload it and it says um oh wow it's like oh you have like um uh, 40 seconds of silence, like right in the middle. Did you mean to do that? And I'm like, wait, what? And it's like, oh crap. Like everything shifted and it's like, oh, I got to fix that. That's huh. Did you, uh, did you have background in, in like audio editing before you started a podcast or is that something you've picked up from doing the podcasting? Um, not really. I've, um, I've been in bands and stuff like that. So we've kind of like, um, done oh, okay. some recording like analog, like cassette four track recording and stuff like that and um oh, okay done a really half-ass bare bones you know mid late 90s early 2000s recording like on computer and stuff like that when it's not like you can't get like multi-tracks and stuff like that where it's kind of like oh i can kind of do this maybe a little bit and maybe right. make an mp3 of it which you got to buy a whole uh <laughs> you have to buy a uh, a piece of software to convert into mp3 because it's not you know something that everything does now on itunes or whatever right huh and so i've had like garage band and stuff like that to fool around with songs for you know a long time and it's kind of like oh, okay yeah i know how to do this oh that's cool and i've been wanting to get a uh a better computer but it's like ah oh, but that's gonna like change it's gonna update everything and i don't know if that'll make it easier or harder for me to like relearn everything and it's like oh man it's better it's faster but oh i'm not used to it yeah, I know like, um, you know, I have my old school, my laptop from it's probably 10 or 11 years old by now or something like that. And mm-hmm. for all my like I had put all my music on there, like, for you know, iTunes is on there and I still have an old school iPod, like uh, not the touch kind, but the you actually have to like plug it into your computer to up, you know, up, you know, put more songs on there and stuff. The click wheel. Yeah, the click wheel. Exactly. And um, and I still and I so that's the only thing I use that computer for. And I'm like, I'm like. 
anytime it says like, would you like to do, perform updates? No, no. Cause I don't want to reformatting something or changing something. <laughs> Cause I still use yeah. my iPod all the time at work. I, you know, I, I, you know, uh, don't get great internet signal or great Wi-Fi in the building I work in. So, you know, but I could listen to music while I'm sitting at the desk. And so I like to have my iPod, um, updated for that. I mean, I, I know I could like download to my phone and things like that, but it's just like, I got the iPod. I've, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, get as much use out of it as I can. I mean, I've had it for a while too, but yeah. And that laptop actually still has the, uh, the CD drive in it. So it's like, yeah. so I'll still buy CDs and rip them onto my computer to put them onto my iPod and things like that. And, but it's, it, you know, the computer now is, you know, it's, it's actually still does pretty decent. It's not yeah. like it's super slow or anything. It's just, uh, it just compared to now, nowadays stuff it is, but it's not too bad. Yeah. But I just like, like I said, I, I, you know, we, me and my fiance got a computer not too long ago, and that's what I'm using now. And it's so nice, and it's you know very lightweight, and there's no disk drive or any of that stuff. And um, and you know I'll use it for other things too, but for the most, but like I said, I still have my old computer specifically <laughs> just mainly for the iTunes. Welcome to season five, episode seventeen of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Better Band Podcast, and I am your host, Brandon. And today we are covering the sort of final song if you don't count the hidden track of yield uh all those yesterdays and i have uh coming back onto the show bradley paisecki hello bradley hi how are you doing i am well how about you i am as well as i can be oh yes uh who knows what the world's gonna be like when this airs probably <laughs> exactly. not much different yeah and it'll probably be colder yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah yes oh yes yes the, the record uh i imagine yes it'll probably be winter time when this one comes out yes maybe or who knows with uh with uh climate change yeah, exactly, exactly right yeah it might be a, a a hot and sunny christmas anyway um yes we got the uh the track here all those yesterdays uh written by stone gossard wrote lyrics and music and if you have your liner notes for the album out you're gonna turn and this and this one is actually the uh the last song in the liner notes and it's 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 in the order that it's supposed to be not uh not like all the other ones and uh you're oh. gonna find you're gonna find the little yield sign on the right side of the picture kind of in the middle ish it's on one of the i don't know if they're gravestones or what they are but it's the one that kind of has a pointed top and that has sort of like two lines on it. It's kind of like right near the point of, uh, of that one there. Oh, very cool. But, uh, yes, we've got this song and, um, hmm, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good way to, uh, to end the album. Yeah, I think so. I think as, uh, um, as the last episode I did, um, around the bend, we also talked about, uh, wait, album ender. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think this one is a very good, good choice for the, for the final song on the album. It fits their, like we were saying earlier, it fits their motif of kind of having a, you know, a little bit slower or a little bit, not necessarily a ballad, but just, uh, kind of like a good wind down song to kind of close out the album. 
It's kind of like a uh, a resolution. Yes, yes. Of everything, bringing it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is sort of a uh, everybody says it compares it to the Beatles. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I think that's probably because of the uh, like the tuba or the brass right. instrument coming in at the yeah. end. What are you running from? Taking pills to get along, creating walls to call your own. So no one catches you. Making it sound like a little march there or something like that. Right. Um, I can't remember if oh, I should have checked that out before I did it. If the uh, if the vinyl of it ends on this or if it has a hidden track. I don't think the vinyl version of it has the hidden track on it. Oh, to be honest, I've never paid attention. I I mean, I have it on vinyl. It's been a while since I've listened to it on vinyl, so I don't recall if it if it had it or not. Hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think. Um, yeah, because I listened to the vinyl like when I first got it when it first came out. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, man, so yeah, I haven't listened to it since then. Right, exactly. I've, yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while on there. I, obviously, I listened to the, like, the you know, the CD version or the digital version or what, what have you uh, a couple times this week just to kind of bone up a little bit and make sure I'm uh, super familiar with it as if I wasn't already, but just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do a... Do uh, two versions of this where I'll uh, <laughs> where I'll say that and then uh, you know edit in whichever one is the uh, is the right way. Yeah. Or maybe I'll I'll just uh, put it on today so that I know for tomorrow when I do uh, when I do hummus. Oh yeah, there you go. That'll work. Um. Anyways, um. The hmm. Let's see. Yeah. It kind of starts. You have the uh, arpeggiated uh, sort of intro. You're going F C F C and. Uh, it's kind of a pretty simplistic song up until you get to the end. Then it kind of like starts like rocking out. And it's kind of like a um, sure. a little mm, sort of like immortality, like up to that point in the way where it just starts right. kind of like, like kind of has a little bit of a build to it. Right, right. Almost like a, yeah, kind of has like, like almost like a little jam out part of yeah. it or whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, hmm, I don't know. What, um, what, what are your thoughts on the lyrics or what do you what do you kind of uh, get from it? You know, I, I like them. <laughs> um, no, it's good. I think um, you know, I, I a lot of there's a lot of talk of like you know the, how No Code was an album in which they kind of were like reflecting on like um, you know like they're like not being grown up, but you know like oh you know that you know uh, Vitalogy was all about the fame and that, you know and kind of rebelling against it, and then No Code was kind of the way to kind of like step back and realize that, and I think Yield actually. Um, it's kind of like the next step of that and everything. And all those yesterdays to me seems like it's, um, and this is my opinion. I don't, I don't know, but it just kind of, it's just about kind of, um, kind of like, yeah, like looking at the, looking at the past and trying not to try not to do everything. Just realize like, Hey, it's, it's, you know, it's cool to relax sometimes, or it's a, uh, you know, you should be able to relax sometimes and take some sleep, get some sleep and stuff. That's how I, that's how I interpret it anyways. Yeah. I know that like at the time, uh, everybody was saying that since, no code was kind of like a departure in their sound mm-hmm. and uh they got kind of experimental and stuff like that and then they you know stepped back from the limelight that yield was kind of like the oh they're back they're rocking this is uh you know the right. pro jam that yeah. uh that you didn't get from no code so everybody come on back and this and and like the the concept 
quote unquote of of the album of of yielding of uh giving way mm-hmm. or something like that was kind of like this song is just sort of like okay you know let go of the past or something and you know that's and and leave the past behind and and kind of do what you have to do to to live in the present or whatever is how uh is how i've seen some people talk about it and stuff yeah oh yeah i think uh yeah yeah and i i wouldn't disagree with that that's a a good way to look at it and and especially without that it ends the album with it and everything and it's just you know like i said it kind of it's uh yeah it, I, I think it's, it's it was good for them like, like i think it, it was it would be reflective of where they would have been at the time so if you know if that's exa- if that's what they, if that's actually what they were going for then i think that would that makes a lot of sense so and who knows maybe it was just some kind of weird uh something that came to them or something but uh but it feels like yeah like it's one of those where we're gonna do things our own way and don't worry about what we've done in the past and stuff like that so which and i mean yield is my favorite album probably like of all time like it's my favorite it's kind of how i i don't say how i got into pearl jam but that was their first new album that had come out when i got into them and so i was all excited for it and the first time i saw them was on the yield tour and so um uh, so like so so yield always holds a special place like in my heart and everything so i feel like a special connection to all the songs on the album and you know even the ones i haven't listened to as much and stuff it's still just like just kind of takes me back to to when it came out and everything like that yeah and i know that and um stone wrote it so kind of the the lyrical sort of story that you can get from it is mm-hmm. kind of you know kind of um you know, you're working yourself too hard, sort of, you know, don't you think you ought to rest, lay your head down, don't you think you've done enough, you know, there's time enough to stop, you know, taking pills to get along, creating walls to call your own, right. it's sort of like, maybe that's sort of um, reflecting on the, the the people at the time who have been, you know, musicians yep. and died and stuff like that, and Andy Wood and Kurt Cobain and I think Shannon Hoon at that time as well, I don't think that... um. Yeah, Lane Staley was still alive. Yeah, I think he died in 02 or 01 or something. I think right after, yeah, sometime after the turn of the century or whatever. And, maybe, and I don't know what the situation was with Mike at the time either. I think that, um, I think it was through this time that he was sort of dealing with uh, his substance abuse issues, I think. I I think so too. Um, I would probably, agree. I don't know, obviously I don't, uh, you know, I don't know all the everything or the exact timeline or whatever but i i I would agree i think that was around the same time and i know that you know i mean like i know you know a song that you'll cover possibly cover a long time down the road uh down which was you know written by mike he talks about pills and that one too and so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe that uh the, the, the line about the pills in this song was you know taking pills to get along maybe was you know directed towards Mike or inspired by Mike, or if it was, um, it could, you know, could have been somebody else or it could have just been more, maybe just multiple people that he knew, um, that had been using, you, you know, using those substances and, and kind of referenced everybody kind of thing. But I was going to say, cause I remember I, not too long ago actually watched, uh, this, you know, single video theory, the, the documentary about yield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oddly enough, all those yesterdays opens up the movie. That's how they, the, the opening track of the movie is the, like they're, they're walking in and doing their setting up and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, all those yesterdays is playing in the background. But uh, I remember Mike looked um, a little heavier at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so I would imagine that, that maybe he would have, um, yeah, that may, there was possibility that that was around the time where he was uh, 
you know, abusing something, or maybe he had just got like, just kind of got cleaned up a little or something or, yeah. um, but I, but I don't know, again, I don't know the exact timeline. So. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with the amount of leads that stone plays on this album as well. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I never even, I didn't put that together, but yeah, I know. Cause yeah, he does the lead on uh, this one. Uh, I know he does the lead on into the evolution I'm assuming in hiding because that's one of his songs too. Yeah, but yeah, that, I mean that very well could uh, could have something to do with it. I, you know, I, like I said, I never put that together. Although the Mike's written songs on this on this album are uh, some of my all time favorites in gen of their whole catalog. Um, you know, you know, Given to Fly and Faithful and Brain yeah. J are just like some of my probably my three favorite albums or songs on the album actually. But uh, not that any of the other songs are bad by any means or anything. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's, it's funny that yeah maybe uh, if he was doing something um he was actually he was able to overcome them to write some pretty good songs though so yeah or maybe you know just sort of like hey you know let's uh you know stone why don't you write a couple of uh so right. or something like that and it just seems yeah. sort of like weird not a place because it's it's like oh it's coming out of the right the headphone this time not the left whoa right right that's funny i know i listen I, I read through the uh the chapter in the pearl gem 20 book um just about yield just the album you know by itself or whatever um mm-hmm yesterday as in preparation for this and they kind of talked about how you know this is one of the first times they 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 came with full songs and full ideas and everything uh and not just kind of like you know like oh i got a riff or i got this or you know uh, you know but like like stone had said that in hiding was something that he really wanted to push for on the album and he he had written it so that you know and maybe even that maybe that has something to do with uh, why he's got leads too is you know it's because he wrote more of the song before bringing it to the group or something Remember you said, oh, hey, Mike, write a solo that's kind of like this. And it's like, hey, why don't you just do it? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Something else that I've noticed, at least uh, uh, relating to the lyrics, uh, the the title is uh, All Those Yesterdays is uh, possibly maybe this whole song could be a a reference to Macbeth. Oh, I never heard that or even thought of that. There's um, Act 5, Scene 5, which has... uh, this is one of the, the most famous uh, parts in there. Uh, uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools. The way to dusty death out, out brief candle. Life's but a waking shadow, a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets this hour upon the stage. And then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's good. yeah. Yeah, we, I read we read to read Macbeth in high school, I believe, and uh, <clears throat> and I want to say we had to memorize part of that as part of like something, or we, there was definitely focus on that uh, that specific speech or that part of the the the, the you know the play or whatever. Um, so yes, it, it, so even like when you said it's one of the more famous ones, like oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, re- I remember that, but I, you know I don't think I even uh, put together the all those yesterdays part of it. So. Yeah, and, and and possibly you know the uh, you know out damn spot is maybe yeah. like let it wash away. You know you, you're trying yeah. to you know wash that out or whatever, and sort of if, if you think about it, it could be sort of like yeah, Macbeth. Why don't you calm down? You know, why don't you? <laughs> right. You know, you're letting it. You're letting right. everything drive you crazy, and it's it's uh, yeah. It could be a uh, a sort of another hidden literary reference that's in yield. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say I know that uh, they talked about lots of them throughout Yield or whatever. I mean, I don't uh, kind of drawn a blank here, uh, but I know like Pilot, Do the Evolution, 
something else. Um, we're yeah, inspired by, you know, parts of literature from here or there. So yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if this one was too. Um, let's see. Is there, I don't know. I think this is one of those songs where it's kind of, because they haven't played it live very much at all. Yeah. It's only been played like 20 times or so. I've seen every song from live or from, from yield at least once live. And this was the last one that I checked off my, bo- uh, off my list because again, it's played so, so infrequently. It's um, like I said, it's only been like 20 times or so. And it's crazy that the, the album's 22 years old now, and they've still only played it like 20 times, which is kind of surprising. Cause it's, it seems like a song that a lot of the fans like, it mm-hmm. seems to be, you know, like it's, you know, it sounds somewhat upbeat. It's got, you know, some good, you know, it's a song that people can uh, dance around to a little bit and everything. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Like I said, like I, I get it with like, um, you know, to reference our last one we, we did around the bend. And that one also hasn't been played very much, but that one, it kind of, it almost has a specific spot for it. You really can't, uh, you can't just throw it in a, a set list every time or anything like that. Cause of uh, just because of the nature of the song with it just being like, you know, more calm and, you know, it, it works really well in like an acoustic setting or something, but all those yesterday, it seems like it could, you know, it could be, it's something that could get played, you know, from, you know, more often for sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, every handful of shows or something like that, I think, uh, you know, I think the fans would respond. I don't think it's like that deep of a cut that, you know, that would turn people away or anything. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it just hold on to it. Just sort of like, uh, ah, you know, it's kind of a good and it closes an album, but we've got, you know, like stronger album closes or whatever like that, that are more sort of, of meaningful right and just kind of stand on their own a little bit more. Than like this one, which is, uh, sure. like I said, kind of like resolves sort of the album yeah. just in the way that it just kind of like slows down and kind of like ties everything together. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's a nice little, uh, little, uh, uh, deep cut mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. uh, the fans to, to try to chase. Right. Exactly. And I know it was played, uh, cause I, I just remember, I guess we'll say like 2000 was the year that like I like I started following their set lists and stuff because um you know like I said I first saw them for the first time in in on the yield tour um and uh and, and you know as I was, that's when like where I really like solidified my you know fandom I guess you'd say or whatever and that's when I really like super started getting into them and everything and so then I mean, 1998 I don't even know if we had the internet at my house in 1998 like my parents house growing up or whatever but I think definitely by 2000 we did and so I was able to check like um five horizons and the um uh, and the concert chronology and, and I was, you know, reading up at like, you know, the next day after a show, I would always go and read it or, uh, or two days later when, however, I don't remember back then how long it took to get like, um, a set list up there and everything. Now it's things are like instantaneous because someone's at the show tweeting it out or something yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, and you know, but, uh, but back then it was, you know, it was the next day or two days later or something like that. And you'd go back and, you know, I'd, I'd read through the set list and read the little notes they had and everything. And, um, and then in Oh three, when they did their, the, the riot act tour, that's when I started noticing this is like, man, there's a lot of songs that I, you know, that I don't seem really come up very often. And then, and then more websites had come out and I was actually, you know, actual ones that tracked how many times songs pl- were played. And I mean, I guess they could have been around before too. I just, but I didn't really discover all the, like the stats until, uh, you know, until sometime after the 2000 tour. So I remember in Oh three being actually surprised at how mm-hmm. few times both this and low light, uh, had only been played a handful of times and no way are all, you know, now low lights played a lot, but, um, um, but back then I just remember it was like kind of like a, Oh, a, you know, a big deal. If, if something like, you know, no way or, or all those yesterdays made it to a set list. And I know, uh, I remember it was played in the, uh, in the Boston when they tried to do all the songs 
you know, without any repeats or whatever. I know all those yesterdays made it into the, uh, like the acoustic, like early set from the third night when they had to kind of add an extra like hour of, of, of to, uh, the time to try to get more songs played. And, uh, and so it was played, uh, you know, in the acoustic setup there. It was, it was a pretty good version. I actually yeah. like that version. Um, so yes, thanks for coming on. And we, uh, we end these things. I, I ask what's something that, uh, people should do to try to, uh, to spread kindness out in the world, to uh, to share the light, as uh, the lyric in Gigaton goes. Yeah, so um, I know, like I said last time, I gave somewhat of a generic answer of just be nice to people. But uh, I uh, this time I will draw from some personal experience, and uh, I worked at a uh, I worked at McDonald's for ten years while I was in high school and helped putting myself through college. And so I, I will just say, have patience with people who work in the service industry, the retail, food industry, all that stuff. Just be kind to the the servers, the uh, the, the cooks, just everybody. Anybody who does something for you, uh, you know, tip them well. Treat them with respect. Be, you know, uh, just, just put yourself in their shoes a little bit. You know, realize that, you know, they're, they're just, they just got a job to do. So if they, if you ordered no pickle and they put pickle on your sandwich, it's not the end of the world. Just, you know you know, be, be cool with them and, uh, and everybody. And it's, you know, I, I, I always say that I think everybody should, should work sometimes in either in the service, uh, like the restaurant industry or, uh, or the retail industry at some point, you know, through their lives, it will help. I think it'll put a lot of perspective, uh, for people and, you know, and you, you just gotta have patience with them. And, you know, just cause you're having a, you know, if, if they're having a bad day, you don't want them to take it out on you. So if you're having a bad day, don't take it out on them and, and all that good stuff. So. So, oh, and also wear a mask. I don't know if this will mean anything when the episode comes out, but oh, wear a probably. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on, Bradley. Good talking with you. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. I'll like I said, I'll do it uh, anytime you need me to. I'm 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 willing to because I love to talk about Pearl Jam, and uh, so I'm happy to be part of it. Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you'd like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share, and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Bradley, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Boy, when Marsh first told me she was going to the police academy, I thought it was going to be fun and exciting, you know, like that movie, Spaceballs. But instead, it's been painful and disturbing, like that movie, Police Academy.